1: If you want to hear about Bill Cosby, you're going to have to spin the dial. There's a lot of choices with low IQ people burning up time on nonsense. I'm not going to do that. I don't give a rip. Bill Cosby's in prison. If he's out of prison, if he wakes up, I don't care. As far as Rumsfeld goes, I think he was a very well-intended patriot who was very wrong on many levels. But I never questioned him as a a patriot. I'll tell you what, I was kind of proud of what he had uh, become, being from Chicago, Illinois, back when Chicago, Illinois, had Republicans and people of character. Now it's just a dwindling result of terrible, terrible policies created by various communists, whether you want to call them Marxists or socialists or mafia Democrats, all the same. Different uh, suit cuts, that's really the only change but what we know from living here from witnessing this from seeing the results and how how government corrupt government incompetent government thrives from balkanization dividing people and capitalizing on the stupid that are still uh, gullible enough to believe that these people who have never had jobs and who literally their occupation is misappropriation of funds and and failure. And what government does from that in this country is to profit. It's really an anomaly. It's quite amazing. I mean, if you, it's the only place in in the world are governments that actually profit from their own failures. Bad policies lead to bad things, whether it's the economic and social policies of the Democrat mafia leading into the growth of the ghetto, which they thought they could control and now expands all over, or It's policies that were always intended to create bigger and bigger problems so that the government could use that as a crowbar and as a baton to beat and pry money. Beat you over the head into complacency. Pry money in the phony solution. One of the best, if not the best, it's really quite arguable, whether it's going to be healthcare or the eco-Nazis. I think, after watching what I'm watching It's going to be the eco-Nazis. So Joe Biden, if he didn't embarrass himself enough yesterday, he's out again today. And Joe Biden is attempting to have the gravitas to discuss what exactly will fix situations of both weather and of fires in California, mainly created by bad forest management, which was a policy California implemented about 28 to 30 years ago.
2: I I realize I'm preaching to the choir here. I know you all know this better than any other people in the country. The fire season traditionally lasts through October. but with climate change, climate change is driving the dangerous confluence of extreme heat and prolonged drought. Now,
1: this is the thing that irritates me. We have only been taking records since about the turn of the 20th century. So from like 1900, you could say the late 1800s. That's all. That's all we've been keeping records for. The hottest year is the one that was in 1931. Hottest year in American history. Period. End of story. It's what created the Dust Bowl. You know, when the, 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 the white sharecroppers to the tune of 100,000 plus were... um Not only taken off their land because of the Depression, but because of the climate itself. It's called the Dust Bowl. And you can look it up. It's very well known. The hottest year on history is 1931. All of the predictions are wrong. Now what they do is they take temperatures from black asphalt in order to cook the books even more.
2: Seen wildfires of greater intensity that move with more speed, you know, and last well beyond traditional months, the traditional months of the fire season, and that's a problem for all of us. Wildfires are wildfires are not a partisan phenomenon. They don't stop at a county or a state
1: line, don't they? Don't they though? See, I think they are partisan, and in fact, I had to go back because I remember hearing this. This is from, I believe, about a year and a half ago, but this is something that was explored more than a decade ago, that forest management was the solution to forest fires. There's so much attention on putting these fires out, but experts told 9 News reporter Jennifer Meckles
3: preventing fires from ever getting so dangerous could mean living with more flames.
2: Drive almost anywhere in Colorado and look at our forests and You know, there's some places where beautiful green trees are doing great. But you also see a lot of gray trees, a lot of standing dead trees. And, of course, that that doesn't help.
3: Too many fuels, says state forester Mike Lester. Not great for the forest and not great for
2: wildfires. We're not doing particularly well. Um, And you can see this from the condition of the forest. What can
3: help is forest management. Things like pulling out those smaller trees or prescribed burning.
4: That was a strategy that helped teams fighting the Grizzly Creek fire this year.
2: So, you know, the the fire was moving along and it hit that prescribed burn area. And you could actually see it on the infrared map the next morning where it actually didn't burn where those prescribed burn units was. Our
3: forests are fire adapted. And so we need fire in these forests. It's going to happen. And if we exclude it, then it's almost like we build up a fire debt that comes due later. And Courtney Schultz is an expert in forest policy who teaches at CSU and directs the Public Lands Policy Group. We're going to have to start thinking much more about fire being a natural process and having to live with fire. And there are a number of reasons why it's going to become more intense. You know, some of it is climate change. The predictions are that we're just going to see longer fire seasons and hotter and drier conditions. We also have have more people living in and near the forests than ever and so we have a lot of a lot more human ignitions and that's going to cause more fires
4: there is an urgency around what's burning right now but looking ahead
0: is important too we do have to invest in
2: our forests because if we don't there's no reason to expect any kind of different result
1: forest management is always going to be the answer and it is partisan where the the moron marxist mafia rules there are always bad policy nothing Nothing exemplifies that more than the state, the once great state of California, where policy has created everything from droughts to rolling blackouts to terrible forest fires. But does government pay the consequence for that action? Or do they gain more power as a bunch of de student, self loathing, handout babies just nod their head? In synchronicity so that Joe Biden, the dimwit in diapers, can use this as a weapon and an excuse to gain more power and more money.
2: Today, we're taking critical steps to help protect American communities right away. First, we're going to make sure that we have enough firefighters on call who are trained, equipped, and ready to respond for all this fire season. And we're, and, and we're going to pay them. They, they, I mean, the idea, these folks are running into... Anyway, come what a on, moron. man. This is, come on, that's man. unacceptable to me. And I immediately directed my team to take decisive action to fix it. So today we're announcing what I still think is not enough. This year we're going to
1: provide a retention incentives that's going to ensure... Oh, fun. shut up. Any excuse... Any excuse to spend and tax. That's the goal. That's the goal. And they are shameless in their exploitation in the face of their own failures, which is more than half a century of wrong, wrong predictions, wrong fear. But this is the formula, because once you can implement that fear, history is very clear. Citizens will sit in the corner, put their thumb in their mouth and hand over their freedom and their liberty. But as far as I'm concerned yesterday was a new low as they took a dimwit an affirmative action I believe she's the secretary of energy Jennifer Holgrom who is originally from the failed state of Michigan as they were able to attempt because I say attempt because I you know if you have an IQ over 70 and you can do some reasoning and you've done any reading on the tragedy in Surfside Florida of the, of the building collapse, you realize that that was human error, as they were special assessed a year ago, a year ago, to shore up the foundation. That this is something that has been failing for over a decade, as the records show. But does the Marxist mafia care about fact? Well, when it comes to anything they say, as far as the climate, as far as the environment, we know they are absolutely shameless. In terms of in terms of climate, you brought up what's happening, what we're seeing in the Pacific
4: Northwest. Um- but we've been talking a lot about what happened in Florida at the Surfside Condominium building that collapsed. We don't know exactly what happened at this point.
1: That's not going to stop, but Given
4: you what we know about the changing climate, given that we've seen an increase in these so-called extraordinary tides and the impact that that can have in areas like South Florida, do you think that climate... Could have played a role in that building's collapse.
3: Well, obviously we don't know fully, but we do know that that the seas are rising. I mean, we know that we're losing inches and inches of beaches, not just in Florida, but all around. Um, you know, Lake Michigan, where I'm from. They, you know, we've seen the loss of beaches because
1: Michigan's a lake, stupid. Michigan is a lake, dummy. And it was only a year ago. That the biggest problem was that it was shrinking. Oh my God, Lake Michigan is shrinking. Yet the fact and the reality is nothing but in the way for the totalitarian Marxist, who is the perfect culmination of ignorance, arrogance, and confidence. And what this will do will be nothing more than a, a, an excuse to implement a policy that for some reason has the ability to strip you from your freedom and your money in the future. As the the waters are rising. So, you know, this is a phenomenon that will continue. Whether it, ha- we'll have to wait to see what the... Here's the canary in the coal mine. When Barack Obama sells his seaside estate that he just bought for $48 million. When Michelle rolls up her pantaloons, and they decide that it's time to move, then I'll believe the seas are rising. In the meantime, to watch these political whores accumulate personal wealth and fortunes in the name of a tax to the people who can afford it the least, I don't buy a word of it. And history proves me right. With all the butter-handed neo-Marxist frauds who are willing to use fake science and fear to intimidate, I don't buy it. Do you? 312 642 5600. Classic. So, a friend of mine, I worked with for years, his son listens to the show. I always love that when we get young listeners. Kids like 19. And he asks, his dad, Why does he always say butter hands? So, when I was a kid, I was a bricklayer. I was a laborer at first. And, and you know, you, you're around guys. I might, you know, I was getting dragged to that thing when I was a kid. And bricklayers. And then as I, I went to go load trucks at the South Water Market, the older, old timers that would, um, you know, work there, you'd start talking to them. And their, their biggest aggravation was that they were getting told about how to do their job and how life was by these fraud, the pseudo intellectual children who, when you shook their hand, it was like it was soaked in butter. That they never really did anything. They came right out of school and had all the answers. Just like we're dealing with today. And these butter-handed babies who didn't know... What's the proper way to say it? Durbin from Shinola is the old expression. Didn't know Durbin from Shinola. They were going to tell a bunch of guys who spent decades... Building things from houses to building, all kinds of they we going to tell them how to do everything, how to live their life, how to build the building, how to, how to keep the mortar, everything. So it's an expression I picked up from those old timers. And it basically means some sexually frustrated barista who dresses like his mom sometimes, then like his dad, that never really achieved anything in life. But he's got all the answers. And what else to be an expert on than the phony science of global warming? So it really is the perfect example. Of these no nothings who want something for nothing, these are also the guys who feel that they 've been slighted by their own by their own characters, their own character uh, flaws, so the system is against them it 's a system that keeps them down, so they hate the kind of systems of capitalism and americanism, and that 's why I call them butterhanded and those are the ones who voted for this obviously mentally incapacitated eighty year old fraud. Before he lost his marbles, he was always a political whore. So these are the ones that put this idiot in office. Uh,
2: Wildland fires, mm-hmm. our uh, firefighters are making at least $15 an hour and provide for additional 10% bonuses for those working mm-hmm. on the front lines. God made man, then he made a few firefighters. Well, it's true. They're incredible. Mm -hmm. I've spent a lot of time, my whole
1: career with them. Yeah, I got a cousin down in Florida. He's got club feet and a drinking problem. He's a hell of a guy. Ten times the man I am.
2: The federal government is also offering funding, when governors request it, to train and equip National Guard members so they're, they're ready to provide a surge of firefighting capacity. But because of the climate change, and I know you all know it, I hope your constituents know it, there is climate change. We are... Harnessing new tools and uh-huh. technologies to better identify and respond
1: before new fires grow
2: in the large... Und-
1: Why don't we use the old tools? You know what the indigenous people, as I, as is the new phrase, you know what the uh, Indians used to do? They used to take out the brush. They'd set controlled fires. Even back then, it didn't cost all this money. You didn't have to fluff some some group of people to get the union to say, vote for me, and I'll set you free. Marvin, Burlington, Wisconsin.
5: Yeah, how are you? Uh, you know, I it's it's not just uh, the 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 little uh, metrosexuals that uh, still live in mommy and daddy's basement that voted this idiot in. But There's a stuff. lot of a lot of suburban soft uh, soft uh, people who just didn't like Trump and the way he talked, and he was crass, and oh, but he got work, he got it done. But you know, uh, I I just wanted to hope to God someday that people wake up. Because they, it is the working man, the individual that uh, is against, that the government is against. It is their, they're their own entity, and they're doing everything they can and working every angle to crush us.
1: And, and you know, you're um, exactly right, Marvin, and you're calling from Wisconsin, so you've got about, you know, 70% of the picture. When you're talking to an Illinoisan, we have 100% of the picture, and yet there are still people who openly and proudly claim to be Democrats. These are the people that will destroy the nation. End of story. This is not an American political party. This is an ideology of collectivism. And they are hell-bent on turning over freedom, the economy, decisions for all their lives and even their kids' lives to bureaucrats they know to be corrupt scum. You can't live in Illinois and not know that Democrats are the real mafia. You can't help it. So when you still do it, these are the people that will vote not only their own futures away, but yours. So that's why it's extremely dangerous. And unfortunately, we're losing the fight. And the only that's why I give everybody the same recommendation I'm going to I have implemented. I've implemented for my children. You have to go to high ground. High ground is states not run by the mafia. So I hope to God, Marvin, you guys take back Wisconsin, because from the looks of the last election results, you're not going to thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. Nick on the northwest side.
5: Hey, fantastic show as usual, man. They're going to take us both away in a black wagon, you know. That's all right. They're going to have to listen. Here's the good news: they never
1: really. I mean, maybe the government will because they got they got enough. But individually, the butter hands they make all the threats with their big mouth. You give out the address, guess who shows? Nobody. So go ahead.
5: Well, we hope so. All right, go ahead. (laughs) You know. yeah, I was regarding the uh, building that collapsed in Florida. I was telling a screen of that either this morning or late last evening. I lost track or during the night, but it was a regular report or or the host of the show talking about. But there was one man who didn't go and stay in his condo that night because his fiance said, you know. She comes around once a while and says, You know, this place looks scary. You know, things are cracking here and there. So when you see it every day, you probably just get used to it. So he stayed for the first night and then after that, he's going to stay at her place. Well, the next day, the building collapsed. So, Nick, the the, the
1: condo association had, thank you for the call, had implemented a special assessment. This is a problem that that particular building knew. It's a terrible, terrible tragedy. And the result of it is based on human error. They knew about the problem. How, how do you don't fix it? What do you think? You could set an arbitrary time when everybody can get the money together and then we'll fix it. No, you fix it now. You know it's a bad problem. It's a shame. It's a tragedy. It's horrific and it was avoidable. 312-642-5600. The science is settled. Then it isn't science, and it's exactly what you bought and paid for. It's prostitution, it's fear, and I don't care which bureaucracy reports it, because they get more money for it. Not to mention, there has been actual scientists who've always argued with this boondoggle, carnival-barking scam called climate change now, global warming, right after it was the ice age.
2: And uh, there's almost more scientific consensus on the other side, where 19,000 scientists signed a petition against the Kyoto Protocol, where 400-plus scientists spoke out as skeptics on global
1: warming in 2007. Now, John Coleman was attacked... His information was discounted, as all the other scientists. Kind of like the whole thing with the the bought Fauci flu. Kind of like the same thing, where no other information was even presented. It was edited. It was redacted. It was controlled. But yet some dim-witted congressman that was stupid enough to get elected from these sewer Democrat areas. That's the guy who's the new expert. I've never bought it, and I never will. Yet, I'm never going to profit from it. Unless, of course, I follow Nancy Pelosi's stock picks and all the rest of the Democrat political whore politicians and their inside trading portfolio as they control the money that buys it and goes into the funding. Phil, or uh, Dave, excuse me, and Lansing. I want to take them in order. Hi, Dave.
5: Hey, uh, hey, Sean, this is a very important subject you're on. I demand a carbon tax exemption for any year in the following two years after anybody uses a weather, weather modification tool such as chemtrails. Art or China firing their cannons, they got this like cannon thing where they shoot chemicals. Up How about in the, the sky? fire you're the watching
1: in real time in Morris, Illinois, followed by the other one? Remember the other one that was that was what was that two weeks ago? And in Morris, right now you've got the the factory that's a fire that nobody can they can't put water on it, they can't put foam on it. Why? Do you remember what's burning in the newscasts? Lithium! Yeah, lithium batteries. Of course, right. the same right. thing they want to put in the cars in your garage. How do you think that works? But that is why they have stifled. The actual problem with Teslas, they've stifled the information on how they, how they blow up, on how in an accident they're using tens of thousands of gallons of water to put out one Tesla. The information is very clear. Thanks for the call. Be careful the solution presented by the political whore that ha- has invested in the companies and invested in the cure of the fear they sell you. Phil on the west side. Hey, Phil. What is wrong with the Democrats? What? Is that? Is that the scumbag that didn't show up? I think that's the scum that didn't show up. Yeah, that's a shame. If only you'd show up. I'll put you on when you show up like a man. Butter hands. Until then, shut your mouth. Manny Rockford. Hey, Sean. Uh,
5: are you familiar with the data sets from the NIP NIPCC report?
1: Um, which, no, I'm not familiar with it. Is it the one that's bought and paid for by the government organizations to Nassau so that they can stoke the fear so that the people oh, pay the more idea. money? Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's all, it's all wonderful.
2: I'll believe this one. Uh, At least four dozen TV meteorologists have spoken out against global warming. Uh, this is, there's, there's no consensus. And to try to shut off the bait, debate is a a political strategy. One of the great things about science is the debate that takes place. And debate should never be shut off. It's my understanding that
6: at Valley...
1: You know, I love the fact that that scumbag, that Democrat-dwelling rat listens to my show and calls every day. I think that's wonderful. Just too much of a coward to show up.
2: (laughs) Uh, at the in November of 2007, at the conference there, that quite a number of scientists who went there in order to to uh, engage in debate there were not allowed to have uh, any kind of forum there. Uh, there were a hundred scientists who wrote a letter of complaint at the meeting. Uh, that was one group that spoke up, and we have uh, documentation and. And statements and uh, papers. But now here's the guy that's in charge of everything. One in five miles of highway and roads in America are in poor condition. One in five miles. Some states it's worse where the weather is tougher. Five per- 50 years, 50 percent of our bridges uh-huh. are over 50 years old. Uh-huh. You know, there's 400,000. 000- well, I won't get into the numbers. I
1: right? we'll carry. Yeah, it. those are the people in charge of the fear that they sell. And yet the step and fetch Democrat will vote every time against not only his own future, but that of his children, which shows you when you're dealing with these people who have hatred for another people, so much so they won't use their own reason. You realize it's why they live in the ghettos of their policies that they create.
3: We begin tonight with a carjacking spree, leaving victims horrified, and Chicago police, mystified, is the same gunman behind them all.
6: Let's get to CBS News Jermont Terry with the common thread. Jermont. Brad and Erica, it seems we cannot get a break from crime. One moment we're talking about multiple mass shootings, then we go right back to multiple carjackings. Tonight, Chicago police, they are looking for this armed carjacking spree. And this crew was very busy stealing vehicles from three victims in a matter of minutes Tuesday afternoon. By the way, the suspects are reported to be teenagers. The same teenagers
1: that the society, so-called society, pays 18000 a year so they can pretend to go to school. Same teenagers.
6: Way, but power outages cost the U.S. Yeah. Chicago police stayed busy Tuesday in Westtown. Neighbors looked on in disbelief. The shot comes after someone called 911 after gunmen took their car. The frightening scene played out where security cameras are visible but that was not enough to deter the crooks from stealing the SUV at Huron and Washington. About 30 minutes before, CPD says three men, two with guns, forced a woman out of her car in the West Loop. This all went down once again at a busy intersection a few blocks from Fulton Market. It was 3.30 in the afternoon and a few feet away from more security cameras. Yet the carjackers did not care. Now Chicago police are trying to figure out if the same crew is involved. Here's why. The West Loop carjacking started the spree. It then moved into West Sound on Huron, but it continued into Humboldt Park, again, all within minutes apart, involving armed carjackers. At the intersection of Ridgeway in and Fernadette, someone's Nissan Altima was taken by force in this neighborhood. This time, city cameras are in plain view, and yet it continues to do little or nothing to deter this So now if the police shoot the carjacker,
1: is this an instance of racism as you have just massive, massive repeat offenses? Massive, massive. Yet all this talk of gun control and all the different times, how many of the citizens that are out committing these crimes were released by government for COVID problems and social distancing in prison? Profiting from their own terrible decisions and policies. That is what the Democrat Marxist mafia is good at. That is all they do. But every once in a while, even those people who are subjected to live in the squalor and the conditions these Democrats build. Every once in a while, even they have had enough. And in Chicago, maybe, maybe it's a bright sign when the people who have been voting Democrat their whole lives finally realize maybe we're on the wrong path.
3: Well, this press conference uh, held by the uh, Reverend Marvin Hunter, along with mothers who have lost children to gun violence, including Sandra Bland, are here. They're really calling out the city, the state, and also the federal government, saying that President Biden's task force that he wants us in here to deal with this gun trafficking issue is really a little more than a joke. They say it is certainly not what needs to be done because that's
1: not really the root issue. Of course- we all know what needs to be done. Criminals be- need to be stuck in a hole. For 50 years. That's how you do it. Or, or you do the other thing. If you get caught with a felony, how about this? You're eligible for zero, zero welfare and government handouts. I think you might be able to turn certain areas into very safe areas. But yet there is no penalty for the predator we pretend in this country is the victim as we continue to enrich them. 312 642 5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. Johnny Rocket Bust in the business I'm going to tell you right now I made fun of you When I saw that Spritle hairdo I had no idea The genius That was encapsulated Underneath it I, 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 I just it, Sometimes it's um, It's overwhelming That the bulk of people Do not see Exactly what is happening How we are being Manipulated and played And it's really That same formula Right Get enough people To stoke fear They will turn to you with good intentions. Hey, of course we want to help things. And then somehow hide the profitability in your phony solution, which you know is not a solution. And now you have somehow implemented legally a system of what is going to be taxation and control in the idea we've turned exhaling into a tax. In the meantime, when we have to live in the areas that you've turned from once great areas into hell holes through policy, policy that really strengthens the predators in society. while turning the sheep into people with no recourse, it's a diabolical, diabolical system. Jim in Algonquin. Hey, Sean. How are you?
5: Loving, loving what you're doing. Thank you, buddy. Hey, I, I've been following uh, yeah, John Hopkins through this whole COVID thing because they seem to be pretty accurate, but I was extremely disgusted when I saw that Michael Bloomberg just donated a. Uh, 150 million dollars to them so I'm not sure what that's going to do to the data going forward
1: it's probably a write off And uh, whenever guys like that donate, I love how they they do it the way government pretends it's going to get revenue, like over the course of 10 years, which there's 50 outs and it's just profit that he's not going to pay taxes on. So, Jim, I'm going to look into the details, but uh, when rich people give money away, it's normally because they want to avoid taxation. Thank you very much, which, by the way, is ironically the answer for problems. You want to solve things for poor people? Maybe we could recognize your so-called war on poverty has only created more poverty and more ghettos and more destruction. And if you really wanted to help people, you would help let people like our David Hochberg, who I learned from the, uh, the golf outing, raised over $670,000 when we had him in here. And he the next day he went on another radio station. David Hochberg, through the sweat and work of his own charitability, raised over $670,000 for a, a blighted area created by government. And now they're going to build a store. See, the, the answer is always us. We're the ones that make the world go round. The con artists and carnival barkers that we pretend are anything but slip and fall lawyers disguised as, as answer men. We call them politicians. All they create is debt and taxes. That's the game. Are we going to continue to play it, or is anybody going to wake up? Judy, 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 and Lamont.
4: Hi, Sean. Thanks
3: for taking my call. Hey, um, I discovered a new show on your channel there uh, over the weekend, the Global Alert News gentleman, Dane Wigington. And I don't know if you've watched him, but on his... um,
1: I have not, but I'm intrigued by anybody named Wigington.
3: Oh, well, I know. It's a a moniker. It's uh, geoengineeringwatch.org. It's right on your website. I'm looking at it right now. And he's got a documentary, two-hour documentary on global dimming. And I don't know, I watched it, and it's one of those hard to believe it's true, but he's got it so well documented about global warming and how they are, you know, messing with these cell phone towers and putting electrical charges in the air.
1: Well, I'm going to investigate it, Judy.
3: Yes, yes, I know. Originally I originally you I'm said about I'm chemtrails. To you, trails, right? Sean. I'm like you're you're the pro, so well, I'm just coming to you to see yeah. if you
1: know about this guy. I'm going but to investigate it's... it, but let me find out. But here's the thing, yes. when I originally read your comment it said about chemtrails. Early on when yes, I heard it he when was, I heard about he, him, when I saw him, yes. I didn't believe him. You know, I was like, come on, it's all nonsense. I didn't. Buy
3: uh, well, it. in the document, I'm learning, too. But in the documentary, he said all the all this time we, they talk about chemtrails, chemtrails. Well, you know, we got to investigate, but it might not be chemtrails. It might be something a little bit more nefarious that they're putting. Well, in the here's air. the thing. It
1: might not even be nefarious. Yeah. It might be stupidity. Thank you for well, the call, yeah. Judy. It might be like the ex CIA boss who was put in that position by Barack Obama, who in his youth openly supported a communist running for president, Brennan which I still find fascinating. Another example is the array of technologies, often referred to collectively as geoengineering, that potentially could help reverse the warming effects of global climate change. One that has gained my personal attention is stratospheric aerosol injection, or SAI. SAI. A method Of of seeding the stratosphere with particles that can help reflect the sun's heat in much the same way that volcanic eruptions do. An SAI program could limit global temperature increases, reducing some risks associated with higher temperatures and providing the world economy additional time to transition from fossil fuels. This process is also relatively inexpensive. The National Research, Research Council estimates that a fully deployed SAI program would cost about $10 billion yearly. Now, $10 billion yearly. He said it could help things. And it's aerosol in the atmosphere and where does it go? And what happens when it falls? Or does it rise and then create the hole in the atmosphere like it did in the 70s when people couldn't use the odor and if they sprayed it under their arms? You remember all that? How many times are you going to listen to con artists? How many times are you going to listen to people who have been wrong in everything they've predicted? Everything. Never right. Al Gore and the eco Nazis are using this as an excuse to control, not solve problems. This is about taking your freedom away. I'll be back after this. I The reasons so many of us let our guards down is because theoretically, in a constitutional republic, law is your shield versus the government's spear. In a totalitarian fascism, law and regulation becomes too often the spear that is used to take away your liberty, your freedom, and the constitution itself. I have been hoping for many years, for well over a decade, that lawyers would come to the rescue of this country. So I've been disappointed, to say the least, but I am always excited to meet a good lawyer who understands the concept of a constitutional republic. Kimberly Herman is the general counsel for Southeastern Legal Foundation, a constitutional public interest law firm and policy center. I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for joining me, Kimberly.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me. That was quite an intro. I
1: appreciate it. Anytime. I've been hoping that, like I said, I've been hoping that lawyers would come to the rescue. You have to keep in mind, I unfortunately am born and raised in uh, Chicago, Illinois. And our lawyers here are more interested in keeping their, um, their pockets full so they vote. And they step and fetch and vote for a system of corrupt mafia Democrats so that they can get big pots at the end of of, uh, lawsuits. That's where they're mainly concerned with as they watch society collapse. So it's always refreshing to see that at least somebody is willing to come from outside this Marxist mafia to come in and save us. So it looks like you're doing that in Evanston. Can you tell the people a little bit about the case?
4: Yeah, well, we're trying to, and uh, we've been doing that. Well, the foundation's been doing that for just about 50 years now. And the case that we filed just yesterday in Evanston is against the school district. It's against District 65, and we filed it on behalf of a teacher. And what we're challenging there is the discriminatory practices the discriminatory teacher training, the discriminatory curriculum that we have seen in Evanston over the last, you know, five plus years now. Um, And so it's a civil rights action um, brought against the school district to stop this discriminatory practice.
1: And by discriminatory practice, what I'm assuming, and I mean, I've I've paid through, so it's a little more than an assumption, it's this notion of of what, are, unfortunately, so, so much has happened in the recent history of our government using the idea of racism in the name of racism. I think it's more of a philosophy of balkanization of a society, and this way you can splinter off the resistance to a takeover by government. But the reality is this is more of a fight back against the demand for racism to be used, only this time it's it's using past racism as the excuse. Am I right?
4: Yeah, you're exactly right. So in 2015, uh, District 65 uh, went through a strategic planning process. And at that point, they decided, and they've proclaimed this, that equity was going to be their primary focus and that they wanted their teachers to look at their students skin color first and foremost so race was going to be the number one thing that the teachers focused on the superintendent even uh, this past year I think it was said that if you're not anti-racist we can't have you in front of our student so everything in district 65 is surrounding race and what they really have created is a system of race programming and What people forget a lot of times is that our public schools they are arms of the government They're the ones with the authority and power. And the only way to check that power, like you said earlier, is to go to the courtroom. And that is what we have done with this lawsuit.
1: When law in our Americans, in our history of America, when law has been really created to enforce segregation, to enforce the the what I think is a low IQ form of racism. What is the political party that has always been on the side of segregation historically in this country? The judges that have ruled um, in the school cases of segregation in various um, instances for the last 140 years and the party really of the Confederacy. Is it the Republican Party or is it the Democrat Party historically?
4: No, well, I I think we all all know the answer to that. But, you know, what what we are focusing on with respect to the segregation piece, and and for your listeners, I'll kind of frame this up a little bit. One of the things that the district has done that we're challenging is they are segregating teachers and segregating students, and these are not voluntary affinity groups where people may want to get together and have discussion. This is mandatory racial exclusion in teacher training, okay, separating teachers by race, sending one white teachers to one room and sending everyone else to another room. And the U.S. Supreme Court struck down segregation in 1954. Uh, I don't know why the district insists on going back 70 years, but this was so serious back then that we had to have the National Guard go in, right, and ensure that schools were actually discriminating. I I just cannot even understand how District 65 in Evanston wants to go back to that world. It, it doesn't
1: make any sense when you see language be used in a way to stoke division in the way it has. And you see these terms that really are relatively new um, be used to to kind of indict entire races of people for an action that they call is systemic or inherent how can people push back against an allegation of something as inherent systemic racism merely by you being born of a particular race, you therefore are racist? Can, can we still use the foundation and principles of law, or are we just indicted on that allegation?
4: Yeah, I mean, I mean we see so many euphemisms, right? We have equity, diversity and inclusion, critical race theory, culturally responsive teaching. Systemic racism, you name it, each week it's a new word that they're coming out with, and then the minute that it's exposed, they come out with some lies about it, and they they change the the wording, right? But at the end of the day, um, what you said is exactly true about the fact that they are trying to push this idea that America is systemically racist, and that really it's teaching non-white kids to hate, and it's teaching white kids to hate themselves. And all of it's unconstitutional. One of the things that we bring up in our lawsuit is this book that is being taught in Evanston Evanston schools at pre-K through eighth grade. And in it, there's actually a white person dressed as a devil holding uh, a contract. And it goes through all of these things that it claims white people have done. They've stolen land. They've stolen riches. They get special favors. Uh, They get to mess endlessly with the lives of your friends, neighbors, loved ones. And all fellow humans of color, I'm reading it because it is just so startling. A pre-K student, even an eighth grade student, can't even begin to understand this. They're shown this contract and theoretically asked to sign below. There's a space to sign below on that. I mean, I'm a mom and a lawyer. As a mom, this enrages me. And as a lawyer, I said, we've got to step into action. And the district has got to be stopped from pushing this in the classrooms.
1: I'm lucky enough to be born in the late 60s. And um, it was a time in this country when teachers of my grade school and parents and people with a, an IQ over 60 were teaching their kids not to look at people because of any race. You look at people because of who they are and who their character is after you are introduced to them. And and um, it, it seems to have worked for a significant amount of American history when you see so many wrong interpretations of history. Be taught as facts to kids. Are there no standards in the information that is taught to kids? As what I've seen compared to what I learned as history, this is diametrically opposed to that. Which one is right? What I learned or what this new information is, this new rewriting of our history that is mainly written by people who have a grudge to bear?
4: Yeah, I mean, certainly what you learned and what I learned in school, right? We were actually taught reading, writing, history, American history, where you learned about the three branches of government and you learned about our Constitution and our federalist system. That is what we should be teaching our children. The stuff that they're teaching them these days is not only garbage by by many terms, um, but it is discriminatory, and it's harmful. Also, we need to go back to teaching our kids about the true history of our country and you know from the top down right our, we have a, a biden administration right now that came out with some proposed priorities and what that really is is they are trying to federalize critical race theory in our schools and say hey schools if you want federal money we're going to tie it to the way that you teach history and then they cite Kendi, they cite critical race theory um it is really a terrifying proposition, and so we are fighting it on the federal level also by sending in public comments and we are prepared to sue um, if they actually go through and pass those regulations because they will be so unbelievably harmful. They're the wrong standards that we need to be putting into our classrooms as you as you very uh, you know point out
1: Kimberly, uh, what I've witnessed is The reason that public schools have this strength is because they have been corrupted by the teachers union, which works tirelessly to take away choice of those residents who cannot afford private schools, even though they are half the cost. Of what the public pays for in often cases in in, in Chicago, it's an absolute case of an inferior education that is taught for by people who can never be fired, regardless of what they do to the children, whether it's misinformed or we have a a scandal here about sex scandal with the children. It seems to be that the union is pitted directly against what's best for the children. Yet we, the citizens, are beaten over the head for this socialist of we got to pay for the children. Can we break the chain?
4: Uh, we, we certainly need need to try. And, we you know, one thing that I found that's really interesting as we talk to parents and teachers across the, the country, while this discriminatory uh, curriculum and teacher training really is everywhere, it is most pervasive in our states where we have teachers unions um, and where we have strong teachers unions. And that's why Evanston, I, I keep on saying it, but Evanston is ground zero for what is going on in the schools. And when I talk to parents, especially about the school reopenings and the mask mandates. Um, That's one thing that they like to ask about a lot. And it really is the unions that are pushing that. And that has really woken parents up to this issue, to this curriculum issue and this teacher training issue that we filed suit over. And I can tell you the response in support of our client in the last day since we filed this has been absolutely overwhelming so we, we want to help. Many parents in Evanston come out.
1: We, we want to help. Where can the people go to help Stacy DeMar and her costs? Yeah.
4: Well, they, they, they can go um slfliberty.org, and they can get more information about our case. There's really great grassroots out there. Fair for all, Parents Defending Education. Um, mobilize and go to your school board meeting. Speak out. Um, and, you know, feel free to reach out to us if they want to support her case. Um, we, we would
1: love to hear from them. Now, I am going – I want to help out. I'm going to go on this side. After I get done with the work, I'm going to help out personally. And then I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, to keep us posted on to how this case does because I, I have – we're running out of time. But I am dying to ask you a follow-up question, and I'm going to ask it, and then you could – when you come back, you could answer it. The okay. Education Department, the Department of Education – was a scheme that was thought of of Nixon and signed by Carter. It's relatively new in the country. Once there is a, a bureaucracy like this that has been created and has been so incompetent and so corrupted, is it ever possible for the people of the country to to break apart that bureaucracy through through a movement of, of, of grassroots, or is it not? You don't have to answer now. Let's keep the audience a little titillated. And uh, I appreciate you so much for joining me. And once again, where can the people go? Uh, SLFliberty.org. Thank you so much for joining me. I truly do appreciate me. it. Kimberly, thanks again. Kimberly Herman of the Southeastern Legal Foundation. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. That's, that's optimistic. I'll tell you what, that's nice. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy. There's a lawyer. I, I figured we'd have to get one from out of state <laughs> to sue. We are the communist hub of America, and we've known that. Since um, really the Depression, we've known that Chicago has been the communist hub of America. There was a time in this country in colleges when there was a saying before World War II, it was better dead than red, was a chant that started on college campuses. There was a time when students from around the country understood that the greatest threat to their prosperity and their kids' prosperity in the future was the ideology of slavery whether it be communism or Marxism or socialism, there was a time when when kids were taught the beauty of, of this nation and what set it free was that rule number one, you were the boss. The citizen was the boss. The public servant was the politician. Yet here we are, just what, 90 years, 80 years later, and you have a bunch of people who have a slave mindset that want to be told what to do, want to be told how to live and want to be protected. And who are the big protectors of society? Well, the government and that what took place was the change of the character of America that took place because that philosophy, that ideology of collectivism and all its different versions of communism was taught to children in the public indoctrination camps we call school. That is why you can have open and notorious communists and socialists like Sharkey as the president of the teachers' union in Chicago. And that is the same thing in every major urban city. And that is why society in those areas are imploding. It's taught behavior, it's acceptable behavior, it's a philosophy teaching kids from a very early age. Certain kids are victims other kids and the reason that they they don't have things like other kids that they never really knew but they have this vision in their mind of it's the fault of a of a country of a society itself this was already spoken of earlier this year in New York and this is the only clip you ever need when it comes to critical re- race theory or the 1619 project
5: let me ask you something george because i think those are i think there's something very different now, About having a single experience where you make sense of it, right? And having a teacher, an authority figure, talk to you endlessly, every year telling you that because you have whiteness, you are associated with evils, all these different evils. These are moral evils. It's not the same as taking like a physical thing because it doesn't affect your 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 moral value. That's the problem.
2: The The... The the fact is that I am agreeing with you that there has been a demonization that we need to get our hands around in the way in which people are doing this understanding. Okay, so you agree that you, we're demonizing kids? We're demonizing um, kid. We're, we're demonizing white people for being born.
5: And, uh, and are some of our no, students no, white no, people? No. What are some of our students white people? Yes. Okay. So we're demonizing white. We're demonizing white kids. Why don't you just say it? We are.
2: I, we are using language that makes them feel less than, um, for nothing that they are personally responsible
1: for. That's a principle to a teacher who was smart enough to record him as he admitted the plot, by so many of these institutions. That's just an admission, but it does explain why we live in a climate where the young people are willing to support open and notorious marxism and sovietism and communism it also explains why those young people have very low very low self-esteem or appreciation of what america is i found this today and it's compliments of the prager university are you proud to be an american
2: uh you know and you only get to be born in one country i guess What's up, guys? This is Will Way with PragerU. Today
5: we're at Santa Monica Pier asking people if they are proud to be an American and what they think of the flag for 4th of July. Let's do it. And, guys, before we get started, remember that if you're here on YouTube, make sure you hit that bell button so that you never miss a new video. And make sure that you're subscribed. When you see this flag, what do you think of?
6: White people. Because America is, I, I just see, like, it's filled with, like, love and stuff. But when I see that flag, I don't see love.
1: Brilliant. What does the flag make you feel? Will make you feel
5: patriot, you know, uh,
1: the American. Yeah. I feel like it's make- now. I want you to know. I'm going to play more of this. Every child that was educated in this country and raised with riches and luxuries other citizens around the world can only imagine has contempt for the country. Yet every foreigner with a broken accent has patriotism and appreciation for the country. Why? It's because of the education system and the understanding of what communism is three one two six four two fifty six hundred. What makes America great is not political whores printing money and giving it away. It's not people. What makes it great is its philosophy, its principle, its recognition of the enlightenment, the idea that each man is not to be ruled, he is to be represented. That there are rights, unalienable rights. And it's not that there's an argument over them anymore or which ones there are. It's that you don't have them anymore. So through the decades, communists have infiltrated our education system and spoiled brats who were born in the lap of luxury. Even our welfare babies live better than most middle class people around the country. I mean around the world, excuse me. The fact of the matter is the poorest people in America live better than some of the richest in other countries around the world. All the ones that are used by political whores and those who would those collectivists who want you to give up your freedoms to be raised by them, which is why this clip from Prager University, which our very own Dennis Prager here on AM560 can be heard daily and his his extracurricular activities always benefit this country. And this is fascinating as you hear the American spoiled brat, self-loathing that he is, a victim of a bad latte, so his entire life is ruined. Yet the voices you hear that talk about how they love this country all have a little bit of an accent. Fixed
3: emotions.
1: Flag doesn't make you feel too good now?
3: Yeah, like, it's just like, we're not, I feel like, united as
6: a country anymore. Are you proud to be an American? Yeah, 100%. Why is that? Uh, Like I said, a lot of people suffer for it, a lot of people make sacrifices, so, you know, you have to respect it. Are you proud to be American?
5: I am.
4: Not quite. No. My mom didn't give me the new iPhone. Uh, I'm not really happy with everything that's going on in the country right now but i mean i'm here so i can't really do much about
2: it
1: what what could change to make you proud to be american
4: uh just racism social inequality i think that has a lot to do with uh-huh. why people aren't happy in this country
2: are you proud to be american yeah i am i'm an american yes. citizen yes why is that
1: uh diversity that we can all be here different colors different religions different beliefs and still kind of make it together you know yeah. Who's going to save this country isn't the spoiled brat that wants free education and free health care and a free Nissan Maxima. It's going to be the immigrant that fled a communist, a Marxist, a socialist hellhole. Corrupt as they all are, which is why the American Democrat is like a fish to water in him. That's why the, the people claiming that racism is the biggest problem. Support the party that embodies racism. The American Democrat racist Marxist organization pretending to be a political party.
6: I mean, you got a lot of freedom other than a lot of um, oppression here and there. Yeah, you sound oppressed. That's just how it is growing up as a minority. We were born here. Uh, If you're not Native uh, American, Native Indian, there's a big chance
2: your parents or grandparents came from somewhere else and uh, took a part of building this beautiful country, yeah. Where are you from originally? Originally from Serbia,
1: Belgrade. Definitely agree, definitely. Now, there is a guy that understands Soviet failure and corruption. Yet here are the spoiled American kids, most of which have never lived through a recession. If you were born in the 90s, you don't even know what a recession is. Not a real one. In fact, when you defaulted on your loans or your parents did, you were told you were the victim. You were the victim of big banks, not your own self, which is what really happened in 08. Everybody wants to play the victim. Well, now you've been hoisted by your own petard. And now the victims are going to rule as they penalize the people who, unfortunately, are capable. And that's the crime in America today. It's the definition of a tax cheat has always fascinated me. You mean the guy who wants to keep his money, but not the politician who took the tax money and poured it down the drain as he paid a school district, a a connected guy to Port Drano for $10,000. That's not the tax cheat. The tax cheat isn't the infrastructure recipient Who gets the we're now told is going to get all new vehicles and we're going to pay five times what the job should cost. And that's how a state like Illinois can burn through one hundred and thirty eight billion dollars in government welfare that it received in one form or another. The money is gone and the connected have it. Now, the argument isn't over the principle of Americanism. It's over who gets cut in on Sovietism, on Marxism, on communism. And that could only happen in an education system. It's despicable. Steve in Willowbrook. Hey, Sean, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm a little irritated at watching my country give itself away and I have to conform yes. to this Marxist corruption by this dimwit in diapers agree. we pretend as a president. Other than that, I'm great.
5: Right. Okay. My late dad fled a communist uh, Yugoslavia and he came to America and became an American citizen. He was a proud American. The key is that he had lost freedom in Serbia, and he was welcomed by this country as an immigrant. He was a displaced person. He was welcomed as an immigrant, he became a U.S. citizen. And he loved this country because the country gave him freedom. And these people that are born here just don't understand that, how important a loss of freedom is that we could be facing here. As Ronald Reagan said, we're one generation away from losing our freedom.
1: Steve, you know what's funny is that the vast majority – of soldiers that went away were children of people who have fled various tyrannies around the world i'm invited to do an event for the italian-american organization on saturday i'm half italian but i am the benefit my grandfather is the result of his mother deciding to leave a totalitarian fascistic italy under mussolini it's amazing to me how many italian-americans Mainly first generation, some of them new immigrants, volunteered right. to go back and fight the national socialists and the fascists and, the, and, and to a certain extent, the idea of collectivism, knowing that that they had to fight it because if it was allowed to grow, it would destroy the planet. So they were so proud to come to a country that was steeped in liberty. And they made the best Americans in every case. And now to hear these know-nothing, do-nothing, good-for-nothing, soft-handed children tell me how great it's going to be when one of the most corrupt politicians in the history of the country... Leads us into marxism it 's more than I can take, so thank you, Steve, for understanding. Thank you for calling and thank your your family for coming here and being such great patriots don 't get swayed or let your children get swayed by these pansies whose really be, real beef is that they may have to pay off their pretend education that they wanted to hide from society for four years while the rest of us paid for it sickening three, one two six, four, two fifty six hundred i 'll be back. What, are you tired, Johnny Boy. This isn't your up to your normal level of son picking. All right, fair enough. I gotta let it breathe a little bit. You're right. You know, maybe it's that. You'll have to forgive me. I picked up an article, Johnny Boy, and there he is, Pritzker with his face hanging on his chest. It's the curse of not having a neck. This trust fund butter-handed slob. Pritzker says he won't rule out return to work incentives. Four states across the country are giving Americans incentives to get off their ass slash unemployment and return to work. Illinois could be added to the list. Yeah, that's what they need. Have you raked enough in? Here's 1,500. Please go back to work. Then you could do what all the union guys do. You work for six months. Then you go back on unemployment. Yeah, we don't see that scam. Democrats make me sick. And every time I think of this face on his chest one, I think of those tapes with Blagojevich where he was cutting up the state. Like it was some kind of card game from the donors to the politicians slash political whores. But then again, it was, huh? And there's the American voter, the, American, the Illinois voter. Can't wait to pull that liver, step and fetch, vote for a Democrat, no matter who it is. Disgraceful. Teresa on the North Side. Hi,
3: Sean. Yeah, you know, when you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth, you don't know what it's like to starve. Yeah,
1: Fritzker's got all the answers. Good thing good old Grandpa Abe stole from the the Chicago crime family run by Capone. Otherwise, he'd have to really know what answers were through working. We're glad we avoided all of that. Go ahead.
3: Exactly. Um, And what you were saying earlier, you know, the teachers are not teaching true history. I remember... When soldiers who served overseas, they would get off the plane, they would get on their knees and literally kiss the ground. They were so happy to be back in America.
1: You know, Teresa, I was going to save it for Friday, but um, are you going out of the state of Illinois? Because I'm going to tell you something. I cannot celebrate an American holiday in this Marxist mafia hub state. I can't do it. So yeah. me, my kids, my wife, we're all our family to all of us, all, the whole family, by the way, we're going to a better state to celebrate. I don't even want to I don't even put a flag out in this Marxist mafia run sewer. Do you? No. All
6: right.
1: Very no, good. I can't do it. Good. Now we can just talk movies on Friday. Last half hour. Thank you very much, Teresa. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Joe and Kenosha. Fascinated by the women of France.
5: Yes. Um, I used to live in Chicago until uh, 58 years ago this past March.
1: Wow, you I moved to Kenosha. sound like you're 30 years old. old. All right, go ahead.
5: Anyway, uh, now I'm 59 now. Huh. Uh, <laughs> my mother was from France and uh, lived in Paris. Uh, my grandfather was Italian from Naples, and he was a tailor in France. And when the Germans uh, took over France, and uh, in Paris and stuff like that, he had to take care. And of... Racism, her, systemic racism. Their, Actually, what's that? And do our um,
2: sorry, uh, go on. So,
5: so anyway, uh, when they came over to the country, my grandfather had to go through um, uh, Canada to get to the United States because of what happened with the, you know the Germans in Italy. But my father. He met my mother, and we were all four, too. You know, we didn't yeah. have love. My, my father once made—I, I, it was disgusting. My father made bread out of fish eggs, which was disgusting when I was a little kid. And I don't know why he did it. I never had it again. But uh, Joe, listen—if you're thousands... going to
1: call up and you're going to show off your white privilege, I'm going to hang up on you right now. All right, so get to the point. What else you got? Okay.
5: <laughs> anyway, that, that's what I got. We, I mean, we—we right. we, we, And my my grandfather was from the Philippines. You know, and
1: he came to the United States. I'm dying to see me. one of your family photographs. It's got to be confusing. I,
5: we are, I love it. We, we, I'm a mutt.
1: Well, I love it, yeah. Joe. That's a great story. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for calling. i got to tell you something. We might be related. I had this Uncle Mikey. His nickname was Caruz. Good looking, son of a gun. World War II. He, he, Normandy. Battle of the Bulge. He used to tell me, I used to ask for my pay. When I was in France, in Hershey bars and nylons, he didn't even want the money. He just wanted the girls. He used to tell me about all the French cousins I have. Well, I guess we'll find out. He was quite the character. I miss him daily. Susan at Highland Park.
3: Hi, Sean. We share a half Italian heritage on my side. Um, My grandfather basically came twice. He came before the Depression. He was heavily invested in the insulin empire, went back to Italy And then when Mussolini got stopped on Hitler, got on a boat again with his family. My dad was an only child who served um, during Korea as the head of chemical and biological warfare for the Marine Corps. And I'm sitting here saying, as we watch this open border, I would like to trade some of our liberal-minded youngsters.
1: They're not liberal. They're Marxists. They're Marxists.
3: Have them go to Guatemala and where the others are coming and take the hardworking ones that want to come into this country, albeit the wrong way. I love it.
1: Susan, I love it. And I've been saying it. Give me somebody who appreciates freedom, Americanism and liberty, because I'm getting sick of hearing these know nothing brainwashed children. Tell me how bad it is. And I am indicting a country. They have no understanding, let alone appreciation of. I guess it makes it easy to understand why they indict strangers. I'll be back in 22 hours. I've had a lot of fun. I can't believe it's two hours. wonder if uh, the big guy's still here. We're going to go bed for another hour. Thank you so much. I'll be back soon.